Calgary football fans. This is your quarterback, the Bo Show with Bo Levi Mitchell on Sportsnet 960. Brought to you by SML Entertainment. The Bo Show for SML Entertainment. Pool tables, hot tubs, patio furniture, and much, much more. With four locations in Calgary, Cross Iron Mills, and Red Deer. Go to smlentertainment.com for details. All right, everybody, welcome back. Sorry about the bye week. Had to cut it short. I was out in Atlanta. Uh, I got to see some family, which was amazing, but um, interesting thing I got to do. So uh, I can show you guys a picture, but obviously the fans can't see. Um, so I got to go down to my cousin's 7-on-7 uh, seven flag football game. Yeah. <laughs> they dominated. Yeah. Okay. But the best part about it was is, is right before the Hamilton game, I sat down and did an interview about – Seven on seven flag football, and should it be, should it be more widely considered the initial start to football for kids? Because when I started, the first thing I did was put on a pair of shoulder pads that didn't fit, pants that went down to my shins, a helmet that doesn't fit, and your head wobbles around, your neck's not strong enough to hold it, and try to learn football. But the thing you're worried about the most is fear, is getting hit, you know. So uh, I was actually watching them, and 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 my my nephews are. Very confident in their athletic ability, but they're still two very shy boys. But when they stepped on that football field and they know they're not getting hit and that the worst thing that's going to happen to them at, at age six and seven is get a flag pulled, um, you should see the confidence in these kids. Um, so one nephew, Jet, scored two touchdowns rushing, and the other one scored one and had a lot of you know pulls or tackles, whatnot. Um, but it was interesting to me, and I kind of want to hear your guys' thoughts on it because I believe that is a great development tool. Um, to introduce kids to football you know take away if if you teach the first thing you do is you put pads on a kid you're going to introduce bad habits right away you know protect yourself with your head not hit correctly you can't teach a six and seven year old how to hit correctly it's mm-hmm. not going to happen um but you can teach him t- to put the ball in the outside arm you know juke a guy run fast you know pull watch the guy's hip and make a pull for the flag um so after doing the interview i was actually just pleasantly surprised how much i saw in these kids confidence wise so what's y'all's opinion do you put kids in pads i mean i know it's different when it comes to hockey but do you put kids in pads right away or do you is it something that should be required that maybe junior high is only flag football well it's funny because if if our old buddy rob were here i bet he would be giving you a, a standing ovation because because this is something that 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 kerr was really passionate about about and it was it was more directed at, at minor hockey but i think the same thing applies for football is that if if you're all of a sudden for seven, eight, nine-year-olds drilling in systems and, you know, getting into the minute details of the game and, and overcoaching kids, it takes a lot of the fun out of it, right? And and doesn't allow creativity to be part of it. And I think it's kind of the, the same. As a non-parent, I'm, I'm kind of the, the least qualified here to talk about <laughs> it. And yet, I agree with you. Like, I think that the, the big thing is creativity and fun when you know you're a little bit younger playing sports when you're 8 9 10 11 years old like you're supposed to want to be you're eager you want to go and play and, and get to the field or get to the rink and so if you're scared of getting hit or you're sick of you know yes I'm the third line center on my novice hockey team I don't know if the if it if it breeds and, and encourages fun the same way as someone like this does like seven on seven flag football so I, I I'm completely on board with that hey man couple different levels so from the kids level as you said you're not playing scared and it's skill development right 
uh, rather than walking around with weights on, essentially. You can, exactly. You're actually more nimble. You can make some moves. As you were talking about, you could juke. From from parents' side, like, if you ask me if I'd let my kids play football, I'm going to have to be convinced to say yes. I'm leaning heavy no. Uh, it's scary seeing the correlation between head injuries and, you know, head issues later in life. And there's a huge correlation between football and head injuries. So all of a sudden we're removing that. Not entirely, but moving it to a level of a lot of other sports. You know, you can catch, you know, uh, you can collide heads in soccer. and hockey, obviously, the boards. And there's a lot of concussion issues there. But every sport has some risk. But you're reducing the risk of head injury considerably when it's non-contact. And, again, you're working on skill development. The hockey anecdote I love, Austin Matthews might be the best player not named Connor McDavid mm-hmm. under 25 in the NHL. He was not on the traveling team in Arizona. His parents didn't have a hockey background. He was not part of the, you know, the wealthy traveling team because they couldn't afford it. And so as a result, he grew up playing small area games three on three, which is essentially what you're talking about. Yeah. Skill development over you know, the exact structure of the huge game that adults play on TV. Right. And what you have as a result is someone who's really good in tight spaces with oodles of skill and is comfy in traffic. That's what now the major association like Hockey Canada and Hockey USA are starting to adapt more because you see what skill development at younger ages can lead to. Well, and then all of a sudden you're 14, 15 years old, and then you start hitting and getting hit. You're in a little bit better of a position. Is yeah. know, are you are you a full grown man at 14 or 15? No, but you're a whole physically. You're in a better spot to start taking contact than when you're 11, 12, 10 years old, right? So yeah, I, I think there's there's a lot of wisdom in that for sure. Yeah. So the the thing that I loved about it, have y'all ever seen a, a pee wee football game? Yeah. yeah. Like My, well, not, not your guys' pee wee, but as as small as it gets. I, I got a nephew who's 10, and I watched him play football one or two years ago. So that's that's pretty young around these parts for yeah. organized football. So I, I, started in, I started in fifth grade. My little brother started in third grade. Um, we were terrible. Um, my team went – I was a quarterback. My team went 1-11. We won one game because we ran the Statue of Liberty three times and scored all three times. <laughs> so there was, no, there was no plays past the line of scrimmage that worked because the moment you snap the ball, the old line gets beat. The quarterback can't see anything. He panics, and typically he either tries to run or get tackled or he just throws the ball up for, for grabs, and the defense usually catches it. Um, <laughs> when you're watching a peewee game, the one picture I have in my mind, or almost like the, the video I guess I have in my mind, is, is the kid that is fast than everybody. He, he breaks through, and he's running for the end zone. And the one thing you see is his head just leaning back because the helmet is so heavy. And he's not looking around. He's just sprinting forward. You know, and every you see, and then you see twenty-four guys chasing them, twenty-three guys, whatever. Um, I got, to, I, I set in the end zone on one of my nephew's touchdowns. So he runs a fly sweep, he hits the edge, he starts to go up the sideline. A guy cuts him off. He he, without hesitation, cuts inside, gets back vertical, and basically a safety that's running to cut him off angle-wise. I'm just watching his eyes, and I was so amazed in the fact that he kept his head straight, his eyes looked left at the safety, and he put his right foot in the ground and full speed just cut right behind him and ran for a touchdown. And I was like, you don't get that in pads. Because the moment he got the ball at the line of scrimmage with 10 people around him in pads, mm-hmm. panic would have ensued. But he knows I'm just getting a flag pulled. I'm not getting hit. I don't, I don't even know what the fear is of getting hit because it's never happened to me yet. Right. So I think you're teaching these developmental tools – you're teaching them skills first, teaching them football, and you get to teach them X's and O's, and then you put pads on. The first thing you do when you put pads on is this is how you hit. This is how you hit correctly. These are the people you do not hit as far as defenseless players, 
players that aren't looking on the crackbacks, things like that. And that's, you know, where I think football can be, can continue to thrive in uh, the environment we have today. Because honestly, once Concussion came out, the movie, mm -hmm. even myself, I was like, I don't really see myself letting my kids play football. And you hear all the stories, because I didn't really know about the entire Steelers team. I mean, their equipment was, it was trash. It was a plastic, you know, thing on your head that yeah. basically didn't help anything. Um, but that, and then you see guys like Muhammad Ali, one of the greatest athletes to ever do something, and you watch what that guy's going through, and everybody's like, that's, that's head injury. And Junior Seau. Junior Seau, absolutely. Scariest I mean, thing you'll so, see. So many examples. And, yeah. and sure, there's, there's an infinite times more examples of guys that are healthy and are successful in doing things, but that's not what gets glorified. It's the crazy bad things well, that happen. That's what you're afraid of. Exactly. Yeah. It's all it's fear. And that's again, that's where I think it boils down to back to fear is allow kids to develop, see if they actually even like the game before because I, I remember my first game, I ran the ball, got through the line of scrimmage, I looked to my left because somebody was running. When I turned to my right, I got smacked. And I cried. It was it was one of those things where I was like, I got hit so hard, I've never been hit like that. I don't know why this person hit me like this. Yeah. I don't ever want to play football again. And then your dad's like, get back in and go do it again. And then, yeah, you build a little character there, but it's still dangerous because you don't know how to hit. You don't know how to take a hit. But teach them skill, teach them development tools, man, and I think that's a – the story will come out soon, and I think it's a good thing. What's what's interesting is I think a place like Calgary would be really open to stuff like this. I think if you try to go tell the institution that is football where you're from that they are doing they should do things differently, I think you get big pushback on stuff like this. Absolutely, but you know who you get pushback from is is probably the overly safe parent that comes in and says, I don't want my kid playing football. Y'all need to do this, y'all need that. But if you have you have me walk in, you know, you have Dave Dickinson walk in, you have Mike Riley walk in and tell you guys, like, hey, man, listen, the reason I developed is because I played seven-on-seven seven in junior high. And as a quarterback, I learned how to actually see a defense and see a defensive player and throw away from him. I don't get that with an offensive-defensive line for right. me. It doesn't happen. So, yeah, the, the story was about, really, it was about high school seven-on-seven seven and kind of that development. Um, but it... I was just watching my nephews. And I was just absolutely amazed. So how, old, how, how old are they? Six and seven. Six and seven. Okay. Right. So I mean, it's very young yeah. an age. You wouldn't put, you know, kids in football to hit, but they can learn at a younger age, learn some yeah. skill. But like my one nephew, um, his mom Bridget has told me for years she's never going to let him play football, and I've tried to convince her for years that it's safer. There's better coaches out there. Um, the first play he tears his ACL. She oh. finally let him play this year in the first play he tears ACL because kids don't know how to block. You know, they, they get pushed down and they just fall into the guy next to him and his, his legs just sitting there and just like KJ's really just kind of yeah. collapsed in. Um, and I'm like, man, Jeez. a 12-year-old kid like shouldn't tear his ACL. It shouldn't even be a thing. Jeez. So, yeah, I think there's a, a strong case for why that, that should be something that uh, continues to come on. Um, if you have any uh, comments or, or really what I really want to jump to here after our break uh, here in a couple minutes um, is fantasy football. If you want to comment, ask us questions. You have some gurus sitting here right now, absolute geniuses when it comes to fantasy football. Uh, call 403-240-4444. You see, you see my record? We got the top – top. we got nine teams at 2-1 and one out of the 14-team league, by the way. So Is it really? Parity looms large. And then two 0-3 oh teams. And one of them is uh, – the voice you just heard. <laughs> the other, the other guy used to block for Colin, Colin Kaepernick. So at least, at least there's that. There but, is that. He's uh, actually. Uh, he sent me the worst trade. 
<laughs> he sent me a couple trades too. Like, That's ah, good though. You gotta see oh what guys are trades. thinking. I sent you an awful deal the other day too. <laughs> so you gotta see what GMs are up to. If, if you're not calling to find out who the Peter Shirelli and Mark Bergevin of the league are, you're not working hard enough. The Andre from the league. <laughs> find yeah, out who the, the Andre, Andre is. <laughs> the okay, good. There you go. I will take Joffrey Reynolds. <laughs> That's Plays right. in the CFL. That was, <laughs> in fairness, that was Taco who took Joffrey Reynolds. Was it Taco? Was it Taco? Yeah. Yeah, no, Taco. no, no, no. It was Andre. I am. I. I will put anything down on it being I, Taco. I smell a barbecue bat. Oh man! All right, we're doing it. Go, barbecue bat. I'm gonna bet. go find the scene barbecue bat because I just finished like episode 54, and Taco tries to. He tries to. He says he's gonna pick up somebody else off the waiver wire, and it was also a CFL player. Are we gonna do it? What's the word, boys? Twenty bucks. We're going to pull it up place? right now. We're we're doing we're uh, shake on it. Twenty bucks dinner. What are we talking? Now let, let's let's do uh, what's it called? Hayden Block. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. It's official. Shake on it, boys. Let's see those hands. Always, always. Yeah, go. for always sure. Shake. I would never back out on a no, bet no, that I, I didn't shake. On I wish it. the text commissioner here. These I are league the, rules. The text line was here right now, so I could <laughs> see like the. People calling us out for who it really is. Uh, well, it, but yeah, see, I, oh, you're in trouble, Pat. Text lines, text lines. <laughs> if you've got fantasy questions, uh, at the top who text. to start oh, at flex? That's, that's what you said. Okay. Yeah. Who to start at flex? Um, you know, who to start at quarterback uh, against a certain matchup? Call in, ask us four zero three two four zero four 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 four, or text in nine six zero nine six zero. Yeah, we will be right back after this quick break, and when we do, we will talk some fantasy football. So if you have questions, go ahead and call in. You are listening to the Bo Show on Sports at 960 The Fan. This is the Bo Show. Hell yeah, yeah. On Sportsnet 960 The Fan. The Bo Show for SML Entertainment. Pool tables, hot tubs, patio furniture, and much, much more. With four locations in Calgary, Cross Iron Mills, and Red Deer. Go to smlentertainment.com for details. All right, welcome back. First off, let me give my congratulations to DJ Powerplay on being correct. It was Taco. Bam! And also apologize to Willsy over here because during the draft, we all got together, had a beer, and everybody just kept giving him crap for being a fan of the Miami Dolphins who now sit at 3-0 and with a two-game lead in their division. And they take on the Patriots this week. <laughs> he's in a nine-way tie and, for first. And that's he's in a nine-way nine tie for first. There are first. nine teams at two and one. I, I believe that's what I looked at earlier. I got it right here. Uh, oh. Derek's very concerned about the tiebreaker in week three. He's off to a great start. Definitely understandable. Other teams. <laughs> There's my apologies. You know who's not? This guy. <laughs> Sorry, my family league that has my wife, my, my brother's wife, a um, couple guys that don't watch football very often. My wife and I are in last. Oh. oh, and she what? Won it last year, you said? Two years ago. Two years yeah. Ago. Okay. But I scored what, the most and, points. You're one and two or oh and three? One and two. One and scored three. the most points in the league. It's rough. That's that's not easy. No. It's the old, uh, you know, opponents are getting up for you, Bo. They, they see you on the schedule and they, they bring your A game. All right, so that's my suggestion is 12 teams should just, like just how you look at our league standings, right? You see all 12 teams or 14 teams sitting there. It should just go by who scores the most points that week. If you got 14 teams, well, the top seven teams get a win, the then, bottom seven get a, a loss. Pool. Then it's a pool. Yeah, then There's you're not no doing head-to-head head head wins or right? losses. It's just a pool. No head-to-head. Head. So you could just do a pool. So, like, we grew up uh, in hockey pools. You just pick players once, and the season's over. 
whoever has the most points at the end of the year, like you add it all up, and you, someone's usually ran away with it by the new year. Maybe you get a two or three horse race. You can't do side bets if you're not doing a head. That's the whole point. You, you can brag no, of course you can. Well, I mean, I, I, guess I side you, bet with you that I scored more points than yeah, you this week. Yeah, I guess you can. It's not as I'm fun just salty as going because head to head. <laughs> I'm the guy that scores the most or second most points in the league, and I end up with a 500 record. Yeah, but if you're if you're sitting at three and zero oh and you've got the least points in the league, you love head to head matchups. You're talking about how no, it's all about what happens on game day. It's all about finding a way to win. Right? That's true. Uh, I'll <laughs> say this: you're trying to simulate the experience of a GM. You can score a lot of points and lose, and you can play really well and have your opponents put up big performances against you. Um, no, this isn't exactly that, but you're trying to replicate that kind of feel when you got a waiver wire, you got a budget, perhaps it's an auction, you got a draft. That's all GME stuff. So yep. I sort of see why it's popular. It's, Maybe I just want a stat on the side that you says wanna, if you wanna, if it would have been this way, this would have been your record. You want a sub note that says Bo was really good this year. Ignore the standings. Yeah. So asterisk. Whatever you can find for the asterisk. Yeah, that's let's do it. Okay. Uh, do we have anybody on the text line that asks questions? Oh about yeah, fantasy? we got we got plenty of fantasy football questions. Plenty of uh, Pat's right. It's taco. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, plenty of uh, questions. So do do you want just flex questions? No, anything, want- anything right, that, well, that we can all talk about. Let's Here's- start right at the top. Okay. Uh, Landry, Jarvis Landry, Brandon Cooks at receiver. If you have to choose one. Oh, I feel bad for you. Minnesota, by the way, is the defense that uh, the Rams are looking at this mm-hmm. week. That is uh, going to be a little different than what they've looked at. The Chargers can't really defend the pass well. And then who did they have? Their other two victories that seemed rather decisive. Week one, they spanked Oakland. And then the other Rams game wasn't close. They crushed Arizona. So. See, and I'm liking Jarvis Landry because they've got the Raiders, so Cleveland's yeah. got one of the worst defenses in the NFL, and they've got Baker Mayfield in. So I, Jarvis yeah. Landry seems like the, the pretty easy play there. I would say Cooks normally, but the who they're playing and what we saw from Mayfield, I'd lean Landry's way. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same. I'm going that way because you don't have film on Mayfield. You don't know where he's going to throw the ball. And the ability for him to scramble around and make some plays is going to happen. We joked about it. We, cho- we talked to you last week on the bye. I was like, oh, you know, there's no game in Atlanta on the weekend, but you could fly to Cleveland for the Thursday nighter. <laughs> yeah. That would have been a good night to be that playing. Yeah. Been, that would have been a good night. We were in a bar watching it. And, uh, oh, my goodness. Oh, man. It was uh, – it was fun. I feel like everyone's like adopted the Browns as like their younger brother team this year. Like, oh, that'd be cool if they do well. I'll cheer for them. Oh, that's the Browns. I'll watch the Browns. Like, it's been even, so bad for so long. Everyone's got a soft spot for even the, the Jets. Like, I, sure. I, I even feel bad for the Jets. So, like, watching that game, I was like, I wish they'd have done this against somebody else. But almost the fact that they did it against each other is so comical. Um, what about Matt Ryan or Carson Wentz at quarterback? This is a good one. That is a good one. Stats wise, receiver wise, I'm going with Matt Ryan. Um, I mean, I just I can't I can't say anything against what he did last week. Now the only thing about that is if you, in the last three to four years, um, any quarterback dual matchup that has ended up with like a quarterback having five, the other guy having six, mm-hmm. a quarterback having six, the other guy having seven is because he's been playing against Drew Brees. So that's the only thing with me is that Drew continued to come back, so they continue to throw the football, um, and that's that's where I hesitate that he's not going to repeat the performance he just had. But I do see receiver wise, I'd go with uh, I'd go with Matt Ryan at home to Cincinnati and Wentz and the Eagles on the road at Tennessee, who just put a, a whale of a defensive performance together in front of Jacksonville, or at least let Jacksonville do it to themselves because they only had two field goals. So yeah, but then okay, but now you've got Garoppolo and or sorry, not Garoppolo. Uh, Mariota and uh, yeah. Gabbard are hurt, correct? Yep. 
They're both hurting. I think they just said they're signing a QB named Davis. Ooh, QB named Davis. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, and yet they so, beat, I mean, and the, yet they beat Jacksonville. I mean, we're talking about the D that, that uh, Wentz is going to face. It's the second week back. I didn't watch the game against Indy, but uh, it certainly you, you at some point he's going to get back to dominating like he did last year before the injury. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's this week or not. See, I just feel like Matt Ryan's is he is he one of the elite no questions asked fantasy quarterbacks? No, probably not, but he's still a pretty good fantasy quarterback. Like I'd be I'd be pretty comfortable start whereas Carson Wentz in week two. Now I do have him in one league and, and I started him over uh, Andy Dalton last week and lost. But uh like I, I I like Wentz, but when you're going Ryan, I think I'd probably go Matt Ryan. I mean, not I'm not expecting it's him to a put up 40 play. plus. I just think that Ryan's a safer player, yeah, especially, at, especially home, at this point. Yeah, and the, you're coming off a monster week where Gabriel blew up for what three majors. You still got Julio Jones in that offense, not to mention some other weapons, including some backs that can catch the ball in the backfield. Like, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, here here is here is maybe the million dollar question right now, knowing what the Patriots have done the last two weeks. They have not moved the ball through the air at all. Yeah. What would you do with Rob Gronkowski? He says, would you trade Gronk? If so, what would you want back? If you can get a player in the similar range you drafted him in, you got to pull the trigger. Which is what? You round two or three? End of round I don't know. Gronk? Some guys take him Some guys in the first round. Take him he early. would be a 10 to 15 yeah. type guy, I would think. Yeah. He's the top tight end of the bar. I don't know that you're going to get that anymore. The other thing, too, with Gronk is you're always inheriting that injury risk. He can be the, the best player in fantasy and then be gone for the rest of the season at any point. Like, that's just – the, the, the and track something can happen there. off the field, you know. It's sure. So I would say if you can get equal value from where you took him in the draft, great. But I, if I've got a Melvin Gordon or a Joe Mixon, I'm not moving that guy for for Gronk right now. Are you? Depending on the rest of your roster, like a Hopkins. I mean, if you're sure. that, yeah. yeah. If you're that desperate for a you running back, maybe you have another good tight end. If you're the guy trying to sell Gronk, you go find the guy that lost Greg Olson, that lost Delaney Walker. Yep. Like, go look at that. Someone that is, that is desperate, desperate for a tight, a tight end. end and right? if one of them has somehow survived it and they're still in contention, that's the team that's going to overpay for Gronk. Okay, I'll ask you then because not somebody – I mean, this guy would have been taken early round two. A guy that I took in two different leagues in, in the early second round is Derrick Henry. I don't know what to do with him. I don't know oh, if I play him. Yeah. I mean, it, he's yeah. hard to watch right now. That man. offense is hard to watch. Everything. Man, like, Corey Davis isn't doing anything. Mariota isn't obviously hurt, but, but he's do much. getting shoe tackled so much from like guys that are behind him. I'm like, pick your feet up, and you're getting ten extra yards. I mean, is that a guy that you know? Like, is there who are you, who are you looking to trade him for? I'm telling you, it's so funny. We're in a keeper league, and the one guys had Derek Henry for like three, four years, and just then, waiting, and then they bring in uh, the back for that was Deion Lewis. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Oh. A couple of years ago, the former uh, rushing DeMarco champ, Murray. Uh, from Dallas who bounced yeah. around. Yeah. And then finally, DeMarco Murray retires. You bring in Lewis, and I'm like, okay, well, maybe he'll lose some third down touches. And then he just looked, what? Like, where's the guy that dominated in the playoffs against, what, Kansas City? Didn't he just, like, run for, like, 160 yards or something like that? Where's that guy? Yeah. No idea. Missing the old line or something. Yeah. Uh, okay. As uh, we've got a Le'Veon Bell owner in the room right now, Derek Ooh. drafted him in the first round of our draft. Uh, what, like, are you are you hoping Le'Veon Bell gets traded, or are you hoping he comes back to the Pittsburgh Steelers? If I'm the owner of Le'Veon Bell, yeah. I hope he stays with the Steelers. He's not going to though. No, I don't think he's going. Yeah, to. he's not going the, to. I the hope real that's question the case. is, are you holding or selling right now if you own Le'Veon Bell? Because there's a little bit of hope right now. If you're going to sell, this might not be a bad time to do it. Is that fair? Yeah, I I would sell him before he went to a team. Like right now. 
Yeah. Because you don't know where he's going. And the other thing is it might not happen. And maybe it's this is a stalemate that doesn't end. Or he shows up week 10 or 11. Yeah. You could buy, you could sell high on this hype of a trade now that you know it came out on the weekend. The longer we go without a trade, the more doubt the trade happens, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Now, I, if you're a guy, I would say if you have Le'Veon Bell, if you're a guy that you're 2-1, 3-0 oh in your league, keep him. Yeah, 100%. Keep him to sit there and wait and let him help you out in the playoffs if he it's does house come money. back. House money. Wills, he's smiling and I'll take everything I just there. said back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you trade him to the professional quarterback playing in your league. For All right, so uh, you mentioned it a little bit, Tom Brady. Yeah. Uh, give me one number, not a range. Top 32 guys, where do you think he is in passing right now? Ooh, in total yardage? Mm-hmm. Tom Brady, I'll say like 25. Dead on. <laughs> so I won't even make you guess. Dead Thank on, you. 25. That, Pat. <laughs> it's not been good. No, like, I haven't watched a ton. I listened to a bunch of that game against Detroit on the radio. But they had was... six yards passing midway through the second quarter against the Detroit Lions. And I know it's your former defensive coordinator and all that type of six yards passing. I don't know where your your like hierarchy of of quarterbacks in the league would be right now. But if you look at the week that Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Kirk Cousins had, that's. I mean that that was not and just favorites like that that was week three go home you're drunk crazy things were happening yeah. yep that was a bad week for fantasy too I mean unless you had Drew Brees Matt Ryan or Patrick Mahomes it was a crazy week and, any Chiefs and quarterback okay. yeah any Chief you were pretty alright <laughs> uh, did you see that game on Sunday morning by the way the Chiefs I did because uh, it we it happened to be the basic cable game and I you know could have gone to some other stuff but it, somehow I just was on and I could not change the channel watching that offense. Uh, so many weapons, and just when they think they've got a scenario where they've got all the big guns covered, it's guys you never heard of dancing in the end zone. Like, that is the scariest offense in the NFL right now, and I can't think of anything close. And the one thing I love about him is that you see him line up in a formation, they lined up in two plays ago, and do something totally different. Completely yeah. different. Yeah. Like, not, not, oh, we handed off to the left, and this time we're going to play action and go to the right. Like, just, I mean, the, the two touchdowns he has, and I know they showed him on uh, ESPN and whatnot, but. Uh, the two touchdowns that he has out of his 13 right now when he was on like the three, four yard line and he starts the show play fake to uh, Kareem Hunt coming across but then tosses it forward. Mm-hmm. I mean, people just don't do that. You know, you fake first and then pitch it to him after. We call them shovels. Um, but the 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 risk benefit isn't great um, just based off you can hit uh, Kareem Hunt's arm, you know, but it's a forward pass, so it's not a big deal. But at the same time, it's just it's easier to, you know, do the play fit, hit it after. But nobody else has done that. And that's the one thing I always love about the Chiefs offense and Andy Reid over there is that it just seems like they're always innovating new things. Mm-hmm. And you've got a quarterback like the young Brett Favre, Patrick Mahomes is, oh. a guy that is just gunslinging. He's doing the same thing he's done since high school, since Texas Tech, is I'm going to drop back. I'm going to find an open guy. I'm going to throw the ball. And if I have one-on-one with anybody that's over 50 yards, I'm giving the guy a shot. Has he thrown a pick yet? Yeah. I think he's 13, 13 touchdowns, and it's either one or two picks. Because I, I was going to say, like, the gunslinger's an interesting analogy, but I yeah. feel like Brett's <laughs> yeah. putting up more 50-50 balls. And, and, look, he doesn't have one. No, he's 13. 13 I thought he was 13 nothing. yeah. He had one I last I thought he had year. one the second game. Uh, no, no. Uh, these two fumbles. So that might've been what you're thinking of, but he, like he has not thrown a pick. And for a guy that's putting up balls, like 50 yards in the air, that's remarkable. who's throwing wheel routes to a fullback. Sure. But you yeah. know what it looks, it looks like 
he's just running his same offense from Texas Tech. Like that's what it's like. They they tailored it for his strengths, and it's actually because you know that's that's a school that has long been famed for spreading it and and passing it and not having much of a run game. And hmm. and it looks like he's still running the same type of Texas Tech offense because they. And I know that Kareem Hunt's there, and they used him, and they used him in a big way against San Francisco. But I mean, prior to that, he was barely utilized yeah. because you've got Kelsey, you've got uh, you, Hill. you've got Hill, like you've got the you've got these weapons that you can keep on going to and you've got a quarterback who can spread it out in a huge way that that's that's what has jumped out to me is just how many different innovations they've been able to use in their pass game is there a way to defend them well or do you just need to have guys that are so exceptional on the defensive side of the football that they can handle one-on-one with star offensive players man i think you have to and i don't know how you do it nfl wise with 11 guys but you have to run a sass type defense where you've got, you know, two DB, two DBs blitzing, okay. a DN dropping to safety, you know, just mess with his eyes. Yeah. Confuse him. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, okay. as long as your O-line against the, that team, as long as your O-line knows what they're doing and you know you're protected, you can sit back there and look for holes. But don't make it easy, man. Don't don't line up. I need I need all 11 guys moving yeah. all the time. Yeah, and pressure's because, coming where you don't think it's yeah, going to come and, and like it's that. And it's, what it's going to do is – you put DBs on the edge. Typically, what a quarterback has to do is just is quickly. It's it's a it's a quick glance. Is he coming or is he not? Mm-hmm. If he is, can my tailback scan to get over there? Can my center pop to get over there? Um, can my center pop for him? My tailback pop for the other guy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a quick glance. It's a trust thing. You kind of feel the running back move across you, so you know he's going to get him picked up. Um, but make his eyes start going left to right and not being able to sit there and read read four man rush, find a hole, scramble, deep ball. That's that's kind of where he's dangerous right now, and I until they prove that they're going to go back to Kareem Hunt and continue to give him you know 30 touches a game, which I don't see happening right now. Um, you know, make them make them run the ball. It's yeah. too fun dancing in the end zone. Why would you hand off the ball? Yeah, <laughs> like they just to, to watch that offense has been just incredible. They've got Denver, by the way, on the Monday night, or the Broncos haven't been awful, but. That'll be the next test. Yeah, interested uh, to see I think that at altitude, which is another little factor that you know, some yeah. interesting things can happen there that you might not elsewhere. Although it's the NFL, we saw last week anything can happen. And then after that, I'm just looking. They've got Jacksonville's defense. That's yep. the first real test. Although Denver's D ain't bad either. At least you know some of the playmakers there. Yeah, I'm looking forward to see the because some of the plays he makes, you know, scramble wise, scoot up in the pocket, then get out to the right or out to the left. Um, not many times you can do that to a Von Miller. Yeah. Even if he's getting double teamed, he can sit there and wait for you to try to scramble, and then he'll chase you down. You know, so I'm really interested to see that matchup and kind of see how that plays out. And then Jacksonville, Jeez. Yeah. maybe like honestly to take it right back to where we started with fantasy, like maybe this is sell Pat Mahomes time. <laughs> as crazy as that is, look at these next two defenses he's got. Man, but that's like until he proves to you that he's not going to do it. Like, because that's my thing. I have Pat Mahomes, and it you. was week one. I didn't play him. Week two, I thought about it, and I was like, no, because I had Kirk. And I love what Kurt did week one. I was like, yeah. I'm gonna go with Kurt. Well, you again. didn't play Mahomes week two, hey? No. And then Six week three, shots. I played him, and he still did really well. And thank, thank goodness, I didn't play Kurt. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got to get a break in here. Yeah, let's let's, do that. let's take a break. When we come back, we will talk a little bit more CFL uh, or some CFL since we haven't really talked any at all. But we'll get some CFL. Text the questions. Call four zero three two four zero four 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 four. Ask us anything you want. You're listening to the Bo Show on Sports at nine sixty Defense. Back to the Bo Show for SML Entertainment. One, two. On Sportsnet 960, the fan.
All right, welcome back. Let's talk. Let's talk a little CFL here. We were just getting some room service, so we apologize. Danny's the best. Love Danny. <laughs> Big shouts. Oh, and don't forget, you gotta check out Wolfgang Pucks at the airport as well. Danny will treat you well. Danny oh, also uh, has been known to uh, be the starter at the the Glencoe Forest some days. Oh, nice golf course. Nice. Danny's a man about town. He's beautiful. Oh. And then ask for Danny. Go to the Wolf, Wolfgang Puck in the uh, U.S. terminal. Uh, ask for Danny. The guy I, uh, is the best. A month ago, left my keys to the condo we were staying at in California at that restaurant in the Calgary airport. Ask me how that went. <laughs> that that <laughs> sounds like a story for another day. What's okay, wrong well, with you and your trips? Are you always losing something or leaving something somewhere? The excuse back then was that was my last week of working morning, so I was waking up at 3 a.m. all week. Uh. We'll, we'll save it for the non-bow show. It's all yours, good. sir. You got to take us home. We've got some. Uh, we've got some tickets to give away to the, this yeah. Friday's game against Toronto Argonauts at home. Uh, bring your sweaters. It looks like it's gonna snow. I know it's been. Oh, I love couple. it. Great cup rematch. Let's do this. Right. Us, and yeah, did there it you not go. Right back in the snow. Oh, it yes. snowed. It snowed. How'd you like that anthem? <laughs> oh, man. that was <laughs> rough, dude. <laughs> It, it felt like a CBC sketch comedy. I don't yeah. know if that means anything to you, but it's, oh uh, man, we 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 were just standing there, and you know, Dave gets very frustrated about these things. Yeah. Like, let's get to some football. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and you just see the guy with the headset keep running out there, like, hey, hey, come on, like start start dancing, let's start go, dancing, let's go, let's go. And he just keeps keeps doing stuff with the crowd, <laughs> and it's like the crowd like started into it, and then like he continued to do it for like five more minutes, and they, <laughs> and the crowd just slowly died down. Like, all right, dude, we don't want to hear you anymore. Um. But, yeah, we've got some tickets to give away, I think, since yes. it started this way. We're going to go with a league question. So, Friday, Stamps, Argos at McMahon Stadium. We've got tickets, 960-960. We need you to get the answer correct, be the and first one through, and have your first and last name on the text. And if people aren't familiar, if you don't know the league is a TV show about fantasy football, you're screwed. You're not going to win this thing. Yeah. Yes, you have to <laughs> know what the league is. And you should go watch it. It's outstanding. It's one of the best shows on television. Um, all right, so I'm going to add to it a little bit. I know you said make it easy, but uh, – the spelling, I don't. The spelling doesn't have to be correct because I don't. I don't even think I know the spelling. Okay. But uh, the name of their winning trophy. So whoever wins the, whoever wins the fantasy league that year, the name of the trophy and um, and the girl's last name. Okay. Ooh. Okay. And if you if you can get it correct, we'll we'll accept close to spelling. So the, yeah. the name yeah. of the championship trophy. That's and right. The girl's and last who it's name. named yeah. after. And make sure you put your first and last name in there as well. Yeah. So there's a clue, but also clarification as well. Hey, I want to ask you while this uh, we got you before you go. Uh, Boomer from the Morning Show retweeted the Montana Grizz football tweet <laughs> of Dave Dickinson <laughs> running out around the building, pumping up the fans, accepting uh, a big piece of art or, or at least something that was going to hang on a wall somewhere, getting the tour. Like, there's a bunch of windmills and fist pumps there. That, I, that was unreal. I heard fans so, loved yeah, it. His his wife and uh, and daughter and son Avery and Cooper were at the uh, practice yesterday and. They instantly, as soon as I walked over, they're like, "Bo, you have to see this." And they showed me the pictures and all that. And uh, they said, "They said Dave ran out on because he led the team out on the field, runs out there doing the windmill with the arm. He jumps up at midfield like he was into it. But hey, that's how you got to be. Like, you can't be like, oh, 'Oh, I'm Joe Cool and I'm just I'm here to get recognized.' Like Dave, he's he's got passion. He jumped into it. It was awesome. Um, speaking of crowds, getting into it though, I I got to mention this before we leave. I'm sure y'all talked right. about it, but Tiger. Oh man! Sweet hey. Sunday. Finally, that 18th hole. Man. 
I, and you know what I loved was Rory walking with him, like, man, I'm enjoying this moment with you. And then he was like, I need to get out of this shot. And he runs ahead to get out of the shot. Um, that was special. That's going to be one of those those posters you see in a lot of people's houses coming here in the next Where couple years. Where were you when? Tiger 2.0. Yep. Boom. Oh, man, that was that was awesome. Uh, real quick. I think we got a winner, by the way. Uh, the spelling is uh, is brutal. But are you <laughs> are you going to take – can you say it? Can you uh... – The entire name? Yeah. Oh man, it's like it's so first name Shiva. So the what the correct answer by the wall by the way. D Shiva. Uh congratulations to Mark. You are the winner. Uh you have won these two tickets and we'll get you the information. <laughs> Shiva Kamini and then I still always have oh, trouble man, saying I the know. last but it is Somakan Darka. I'm not going to no. say it. Like it's, it's crazy, yeah. Shiva Kamini. But it's Shiva Kamini and then her last name. Como Kron yeah. is at the very end of it. Yeah. yeah. It's tough. But congratulations to Mark. You are the winner. Uh, the Shiva Bowl is correct, and you're going to the Stampeders and the Argos on Friday. Yeah, bring your toques. Bring your sweatshirts. Right back to where it all got down uh, last November. Yeah, That's right. Snow and uh, the Argos and the Stamps. It's going to be fun. We'll see you guys there. Uh, real quick, y'all asked me one CFL question each. Uh, who's the best team? Who's the best team not named the Stampeders in the CFL right now? Um, I know where you're going. I would say if – if Zach continues to improve like he is right now, I'd say Sask. And which player are you going to get back coming off by that's going to help the most? <laughs> There's one you want to know. I'll answer one question. Uh, okay, you know. Ruin it for you. <laughs> Can't give away the uh, the roster, but uh, right. I am looking forward to the day Eric comes back because it's going to be fun. Maybe it's Friday. Maybe it's Friday. Maybe. Maybe. You never right. know. It's <laughs> well cold done. outside, though. Well done. <laughs> All right. good political answer. Top City, hell yeah. Appreciate it, guys.